Digicom Weekly Growth Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Digicom's Growth Marketing Podcast. This week, we will be speaking with Greg Ashton. He is the founder of the Grow Conferences. These conferences take place in LA and New York. Grow is the fastest growing community of online brands, technology providers, investors, and agencies around the world. Greg, thanks for jumping on this show with us today. I know, uh, you know, I'm sure you've you've been just running through walls, getting ready to set up for Grow LA this fall, 2023. We're excited to be participating again with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Haman. Thanks so much for having me on, and we cannot wait for Digicom to be part of Grow LA on October 17th. Amazing. So, uh, you know, wanted to chat through a little bit about you and a little bit about your career and, you know, how you've been able to build such an incredible uh, event, you know, with, with the Grow conferences. So, you know, what got you into marketing events? Yeah, thank you. So I made a completely spur of the moment move to New York back in 2012 from from the uk as you can probably tell um i was born in the uk my friend had a a pretty random job for me actually at a conference company i'd never been to a conference before i didn't know anything about conferences whatsoever um before i knew it i was this 20 something year old kid planning oil and gas conferences in houston i was running u.s government conferences for the department of defense in in washington dc i still have no idea idea how or why they trusted me to do those shows. But essentially, over a number of years, I just learned the ins and outs of how to plan really huge conferences. Um, Then back in 2014, I ran an event called Mobile Shopping or Mobile Shopping. At that time, about 2014, people were really starting to buy more stuff on their phones. And over the next two years, I just learned absolutely everything there was to know about how people shopped on their smartphones. Um, I just became an e-com expert by talking to literally thousands of retail brands, hundreds of tech providers in those years. Um, they gave me an incredibly holistic view of the entire e-com space. And I basically used that expertise to go on to lead the Etel West and the Etel UK. K conferences. You might be familiar with Etel West. It's the big conference every spring in Palm Springs. Yeah, that's in- incredible. And, you know, I know you're constantly communicating and speaking with hundreds and if not thousands of people. Um, and as you've been building your career, can you just kind of call out a couple career highlights, maybe some examples, you know, of like good times, some times that were challenging where you were just learning things as you were going? Definitely. Yeah, I think there's been a, there's been a lot of good times, definitely. Some really difficult times, dark times too. Um, I think really growing Etel West into this mammoth four-day multi-million dollar conference was was a huge highlight. Over three years that that I that I was working with Etel, um, I I did genuinely build just an amazing network of of retail founders and, and marketers and tech providers. And most of those contacts went on to 
become really good friends. I've, I've been to their weddings. I've seen them advance from managers to VPs to startup founders. And we all just kind of rode that wave of e-commerce in the, in the early days. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. I also really enjoyed leading Etail UK as well. Um, I don't know if, if you've been to that one or heard of that one, but it's essentially the UK version of, of Etail West. Um, I was this Again, 20 something kid. I was living in New York. Running Etel UK helped me go home a lot more, actually. Um, and in those years, I really kind of saw the juxtaposition, the differences between European and, and the US retail world and learned so much about how business operates on, on both sides of, of the world. And um, it was, yeah, pretty amazing experience. Yeah, that's a that's interesting thing, you know, uh, to say, because like, of course, we do business internationally with clients, um, Europe, uh, you know, uh, Oceania, the US, different parts of North America as well. And it's just like how businesses operate because of uh, culture, politics, you know, um, and how just finances are looked at. It's it's pretty interesting when you think about it, you know, how how all it kind of comes together. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean, just off the top of my head in, in Europe, the sales are just, I, in a way, more subtle. I think the U, US is, is kind of a little bit more aggressive in, in the way that sales are made, not especially even online. Um, that was just one kind of small difference I noticed. Um, in the UK people, are, it's almost impolite to ask for money or, or ask for a sale. Whereas in the US, it's just like, come on, let's get this, let's get this sale made. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, an example, like I would love to just also throw in here is like, you know, a couple business deals in France. It, we didn't talk about business. We drank some wine and it was like, oh, okay, like here's, you know, here's the signed contract the next day versus in like the, in the US, like exactly like you're saying, it's, Hey, you know, here are our next steps. Here's what we're going to do. There's a lot more of this personal element of, Hey, do I want to work with this partner for who the partner is versus let's just, you know, figure out how to just make money or whatever that kind of looks like. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, amazing. So, uh, Greg, let's, uh, let's chat a little bit about grow, um, you know, um, your, your background and, and what you've done to, to build grow into what it is. Of course, you've, you've learned a lot from e-tail and kind of like jumping ship and taking big swings, but how, tell us a little bit more about grow and how you got started. Yeah, I would, I would love to talk about grow. Um, I think making that move to leave Etail and, and start Grow in 2018 massively took me out of my comfort zone. Um, at the time, um, I was living in New York. I had a great social life. I had an amazing social network. I was enjoying my job at, at Etail, um, but I didn't, I didn't love my job. Um, I was running kind of traditional conferences in big hotels. You know what those conferences feel like. They're kind of stuffy. They're very formal. And I just thought at the time, surely there has to be a way to make conferences more fun while still kind of maintaining all those all those content fundamentals. At that time as well, I was I was really lucky because in 2018, there was this kind of groundswell of really disruptive, really digitally native brands that, that were doing really interesting things and, and just completely breaking, breaking all the molds. And it just seemed that big conferences kind of traditional events were just not particularly relevant for, for that 
audience. So I left detail. I created a Slack group of 15 founders and, and CMO friends from super high growth, real trend setting, digitally native companies. There was companies in there like Birchbox, Dagne Dover, Keeps and Parachute and Ruffies in the very early days. And I basically just started to organize little happy hours down in Lower East Side, which is where I lived in New York. Word just spread pretty quickly about what, what we were doing. The Slack group was started with 15. It went to 2000 people really, really quickly. And we realized that, that we had to just bring this whole group together in person um, because there was just no other conference out there that was bringing this group together. So back in 2019, we hired this really cool space in Queens. It was a converted factory called the Knockdown Center. We had about 715 people show up for that first event. And the rest is history. We're using kind of reinvented commercial spaces to create three shows a year now, a thousand people at each one. And we've essentially grown our newsletter and Slack channels and events to be in the tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, just, uh, again, being at Grow and like, you know, sponsoring, it's how different it feels versus other conferences. So, I've, you know, of course, I've like, I've been to a bunch of different conferences and it's very startup. It's fun. There's energy, you know, you're, you're speaking to a lot of different brands. You're speaking to founders, like investors. We're speaking to um, even different potential technology partners that, you know, make for, sense for us as, as Digicom and um, the way everything is set up. Like I think the, the grow in, in LA, you know, it had like this high school theme um, to it, the, the one that was in spring and it was fun. You had like, uh, you know, uh, folks wearing like the leather jackets and it was them running around and like kind of yelling at people saying, Hey, you <laughs> yeah. can't be yeah. cigarettes, but they were candy or, you know, it yeah, was, was uh, very fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I love that. It, it didn't feel like a typical conference. And I think in terms of like the, the branding, you're, you're, you're crushing it. <laughs> all on purpose. Definitely. And our team is, is so good at the branding for sure. So, uh, Let's switch gears a little bit. I, you know, you've you've introduced Grow. We've, we've spoken a little bit about it. How has it helped brands? You know, and there's a million and one different ways. But like, what are like the top two, three things that you would say to a brand to attend Grow? And then after that, you know, would love to talk a little bit about for sponsors as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think one of the the best things in retrospect that we've done at grow is be very strict on event entry we really do want to ensure that the vast majority of attendees at grow are retail brands so that those brands can actually meet like-minded people and, and share ideas and share approaches that are working and, and not working and also just not feel like every single conversation is a sales conversation either. That that was really important for me personally because on a lot of conferences that, I, that I've been to over the years, um, that kind of ratio was was just off at grow we definitely aim for a three to one ratio of brands to to non-brands and funnily enough we we what that means in practice is actually rejecting hundreds of, of applications which sounds like a weird thing to do but it's working for us those rejections actually have improved just the overall quality and seniority of the audience and nick sharma you're probably familiar with him at our last show he said getting into grow is like getting into harvard and we're definitely very proud of that um and 
and certainly in terms of content and in terms of learnings, we're definitely Harvard level as well. I mean, at the next show on October 17th, we're going to cover absolutely everything that the brands need to know, paid ads, organic and offline channels, influencer marketing, funding, AI, the list just goes on and we do a really good job of just compacting all those topics into one day. We just added this cool little feature on the website actually that lets you kind of filter the topics that you're most interested in learning about. So if you want to learn about funding, you can just search for funding on the Grow website and you'll know exactly who is speaking about it at each show. Um, I think on a personal level, I'm really proud that we've created so many genuine friendships and authentic partnerships. We we get a lot of emails. Our head of community actually gets emails all the time just to say, thanks for this connection. It, it led to this, it led to that, led to a new deal, it led to a new friendship. I think overall, we've based the whole business really on making sure that our friends become your friends, if, if you know what I mean. We've, we've never advertised or if we have advertised it's been very small levels of advertising a lot of the well pretty much the whole community has just been built on referrals and and word of mouth so we know that we're doing something right (laughs) yeah and uh you know i think uh what i particularly loved is a lot of it is focused on education you know the the entire conference it's not hey let me walk around a couple booths and see who's doing what it's like you mentioned like-minded individuals you know brands that are looking to scale brands that are that have crossed the 5 million revenue mark that are trying to get to 20 million 50 million 100 million and it's like here are what all of these other brands are are you know doing here are the partners they're working with here are strategies you can leverage to unlock getting to that next like inflection point, right? Because that's something that grow brings to the table that just going to other conferences, it's it's not quite the same. And it is definitely much more intimate than than other uh, other conferences. You know, I can I can personally attest to that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, we try. What about the sponsors? You know, like why should and and I and I would I'm also gonna jump in here because of course we've sponsored Grow once. We're going back in October. But like, you know, why do sponsors want to be uh, at Grow? I think the ratio of brands to tech providers is really important to talk about here too. And it's funny to talk about ratios when you founded a company that people know for being a fun event, but sponsor ROI is the thing that, that we take the most seriously. I think really simply the pitch for, for our sponsors is that we'll get your clients and your prospective clients in a room. We're going to provide a really authentic, organic way for you to connect with them and just help them learn about what, what you offer. Essentially getting people in a room is what we do. Getting the right people in the room is, is what we're good at. Our audience sweet spot is SMBs in the range of around 10 to $50 million in annual revenue. We're always asking our sponsors, you know, what metric do you actually use to measure event ROI? And how do we hit that for you? Especially in this kind of uncertain economic environment, we we take that very seriously and, and we're not at all complacent about the ROI that, that we deliver at these events. I think another interesting thing that we do is, is just not sell sponsor tickets. I know that other conferences do sell a lot of, of tickets. Um, I think when you only have kind of 30 to 40 sponsor teams at an event rather than hundreds and hundreds of sponsors, it means that you can really focus all your energy on 
the partner experience and and delivering that ROI for, for that limited number that, that you do have. And then finally, I guess, just making it easy for sponsors to, to show up at the show. We do all the heavy lifting. We send all the invites. We pre-build everything. We just want to make it easy for you to look at your calendar and think, oh, grow is tomorrow. I'm going to go there. I'm going to meet a lot of prospective clients and there's not much more for me to do. And all of these things lead to a lot of rebooks for us. About 50% of the sponsors that, that do book with grow come back. And that's something, again, that we're really proud of as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think like you, you make everything very turnkey, right? It's just like for us, when we participated in February, we showed up, all of the signage was up, you know, we, you were able to direct uh, a multitude of different partners who we were able to talk through case studies and strategies of how we were able to help certain partners grow. And what's interesting is, you know, when, when we were having these discussions, we had uh, several partners kind of come on board with us who we've, we've already scaled. It hasn't been that much time, but you know, their, their businesses have grown quite a bit. And yeah, I think, you know, I think you did speak about like a key element, which is like, what is the ROI? Um, and that is something important to understand and track. Uh, and, you know, we, we've, of course, seen a positive ROI, but more than that, uh, it's building, you know, good partnerships with you, um, with some of your team members, and then also meeting just great people that we've stayed connected with. Maybe we're not doing business, but that's okay. You know, uh, you, you get to be friends, you get to learn from one another and get pointed in new directions to either one, help, you know, your own business or two, just learn again, multitude of different things that, that happen because of, because of grow, right. And it's that type of environment. Definitely. Yeah, it really is that type of environment where conversations do lead to amazing things. And um, we've seen that happen for the last five years now. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, with the October 17th show coming up, you know, what is something you're looking forward to? And how is this event different than other events? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point in my career, I've probably run close to 100 large conferences, but I'm genuinely excited about Grow LA Fall. I think Grow events, they're known for being fun. They've, they've always been fun. There's always drinks, there's always happy hours. I think one thing that we've done recently to just go above and beyond that and, and elevate the experience even more is to introduce the theme for each event. Um, you touched on it earlier. Um, for LA Spring, it was back to school. So we had Ferris Bueller's Ferrari. We had those bad boys hanging out and offering people cigarettes and a headmaster giving detentions for like random things like being in the hallway when they should have been actually listening uh, in class on, on, on the main stage. For LA Fall next month, it's Grow horror story. So we were basically building the whole event around Halloween because it's like 10 days from Halloween. So we've got a Dracula at the show. He's being hunted by Van Helsing. Um, we're offering prizes for attendees who have the best Halloween costume. It's going to be a ton of fun. Costumes are definitely optional. <laughs> just, just to mention that not everyone is going to be in a costume, but if you want to come in a costume, amazing. Um, but I think yeah, I mean, you know, life can be really serious. I think it's important to just let out your inner child a little bit. And you can definitely do that at Grow. Amazing. What advice you can give, you know, brands to to help them grow? You've thrown, again, a ton of these conferences, right? Like maybe a couple common themes that our listeners can just take home and maybe put into their day to day. 
Yeah, I think my advice is is pretty simple. Just talk to retail leaders who have already been in your position and they've already figured out the the answer to that question that that you have right now. Um, I think when you're really deep in the day to day, it's easy to forget that there are literally thousands of people out there who are working to solve the same problems that you have. And it's important to just talk to them. The Slack group I mentioned earlier, it's a great place to do that. It's a retailer only Slack channel. There's no vendors at all. People are just asking questions in there every single day related to their campaigns and their tech stacks and their careers. And it's just a nice environment to, to chat essentially. Um, I think obviously don't underestimate the power of and value of uh, of in-person connection, um, especially in the remote world that we're in. Grow's entire business is founded on, on that principle of in-person connection. I think that talking in person definitely leads to the most authentic relationships and it definitely leads to the best business decisions as well and best business outcomes too. Um, and then thirdly, I would just say, kind of brand specific, just focus on what you're good at. Um, I saw a LinkedIn post recently that remarks on how everyone is an AX, an AI expert now, just because it's a popular trend. But I think the antithesis of that is to just focus on on one thing only one thing that you're really good at one brand brand message that that you really want to make clear and just perfect that thing over time over a number of years. I think most people don't don't realize that any kind of quote overnight success story probably took years just to get to that point. And my personal mantra has always been just to work in silence and let your results speak for themselves. Yeah, I think uh, you you nailed it. You know, Um, just uh, I guess my father used to tell me, just put your head down and work and it'll just, uh, you know, the, the good will come. Highly agree with you there. What's one question you wish I asked you and how would you answer it? One question. I was hoping you'd ask me about random hobbies. I guess I have two of those. <laughs> um, gardening and retro video game collecting. Very nerdy, I know. One is very old and one is very nerdy. I guess for gardening, I I grew up in a very green place um, in England. Um, Where I'm from is actually the inspiration that J.R.R. Tolkien had for um, the Shire in Lord of the Rings. So it's like incredibly green. Um, So as I've got older, I've just appreciated that a lot more. And you can find me really boringly at Home Depot on the weekend buying plants. Um, I'm basically 80 years old at this point. And then video games. Um, I've just always loved video games. I was a really academic kid. Games just kind of helped me switch off from studies. And today um, I've kind of translated that into collecting, I would say pretty rare and, and sealed games. I've got some pretty cool originals in my collection, like the original GoldenEye on N64 sealed and original Mario's and an original Game Boy. So I like to just have them displayed around the house. Uh, and my fiance is totally fine with it. So that's, that's great for me. <laughs> that's a big win. That's huge. Especially when the fiance is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh... She's not into games, but she doesn't mind. Yeah, I I definitely, you know, some of like the art pieces I have up, I am politely asked to maybe switch up my style. So I hear you on that. (laughs) Um, Amazing. Well, Greg, thank you for jumping on uh, our show today. You know, it's it's an incredible conversation. Really looking forward to being back at Grow uh, on October 17th. Thank you. 
Amazing. Yeah. Looking forward to that show. You can find all those details at joingrow.com. And you can follow us on Instagram. It's at join.grow. And I would love for you to follow me on LinkedIn as well. It's just me, Greg Ashton. I share retail stories every day. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks so much.